You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo! You do not throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun! Give me a hell yeah! And I got something to talk about. I am going to be the first champion to end the Royal Rumble and choose the competitor of my choosing to main event. So let's get fucking like a monkey. Hello, my name's Charlie, and you're listening to Ring the Bell Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ring the Bell Radio, a wrestling podcast. Welcome again here on this wonderful day of talking about wrestling podcasting. But we have the king over there, or is it Duke Logan? King Logan. It's king, and you mind your business, young man. That's right. Young man, I'm older than you. But Yeah, I know. That's why you look terrible and I look fabulous. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And then also, um, we have the wonderful Jenny Santana. Hey. How you doing, Jenny? Good. Who's on par with my looks. On par, <laughs> you know. The two beautiful... We should just rename ourselves the beautiful duo or something like that, Jen. <laughs> oh, my. Um, not wrong. Our, our friend, the Rabbis, is not here. He actually had to go to hospital. He had something happen with him, Logan. Um, uh, what, yeah. what now? Uh, he said he bumped his legs and now his legs are swelling up to about two or three times. And I'm being serious, two or three times um, what they should be. That so. is totally not what I was expecting you to say. No. What I was expecting you to say was, I had too many and now I feel sick and no, they have to no, stomach. No pump me or something well I, I i told you logan ever since he had the covid that year 18 months ago he hasn't been right and i'm not making fun of that he hasn't been right he's never been right no he, he's never been right but ever since he's had the vid he's been really not right you know so. sounds like a blood clot or something something happened yeah i mean good lord he he scratched his arm like six months ago and it ballooned up and he had to go to the er for he was in there what like four days like something cut, cut it cut it off just cut the arm off be done with it come on move on with your life <laughs> okay everyone we have a special guest on this evening we have charlie cruel on the line with us you you're not in pittsburgh are you charlie? no i live in indiana so we got pittsburgh indiana and las vegas on right now okay I actually saw you a couple times at angel gate down here in pittsburgh so years ago do you know do you remember frank Ego Frank or whatever. I, I can't remember what his state or his wrestling name was. Frank Sebastian Nelly. Frank Sebastian. He sounds familiar. Okay. He went by the, uh, the ring name Ego. Uh, I only know Quinn. Quinn, um, yeah. Big Jim. Yeah. He, at the time, he trained Corey Graves. Um, Sterling. Yeah. Sterling. Yes. Yeah. Um, then Jim. And we don't talk about him. <laughs> Who, so, Big Jim? Uh, oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a falling out between um him and Quinn, who's also his uh son-in-law, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. So Yeah, I think so. That that's what I was told. And um they had a falling out and then Angel Gate kind of stopped running. Um, and he tried to book me a few times, but I told him, no, I'm not interested in going back. Um, okay. I'm not interested in working for him for, you know, reasons, but, but yeah, I time it to Angel Gate. Like I miss it. Like the, oh my God, the arena was so cool. The ring was so nice. Like it just, it sucks that like there was a falling out and all that happened, but you know, it, it happens, but. I do miss Angel Gate. It was it was a really good experience. I was only there twice, but I was it was really fun though twice those both times. So for for those of you that don't know, uh Angel Gate Wrestling was a brand of the PWX wrestling organization out in the Pittsburgh area. They ran out of McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And I have been to a few Angel Gate wrestling events when they were running. And uh, Logan, it was Logan and Jenny, it was a full women's wrestling organization um and that's where i was familiar i saw actually saw uh charlie um charlie i don't know if you know lady frost oh uh, yeah i love lady frost yeah and a couple other and so on and so forth um that's where i was introduced not personally introduced but introduced to the characters in the wrestling world of you know and um it was a great organization it's just a shame that um there had to be that falling out Okay, I'm going to get into something here, and uh, I hope we can all have a, a, a discussion about it. I know the fans are normally at home, like to listen to us banter and have a joke, but I want to turn it to a, a serious note for a second, okay? So um, we all know that our favorite superstars appear large in life on the TV screen, but I want to get real with this, and I want to talk about something that we normally put on the way side. And that's mental health, especially mental health in the wrestling business. Now, our heroes are often too overlooked on this because we think fame and fortune must equal happiness. But as with real life, that's not always the case. Uh, big names in recent years have come forward to share their stories. Names like uh, Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, even Braun Strowman. Um, these are not, like I said, these are people that we normally disclude from these conversations because we think everything is all well. Now, how does this happen? Well, it can come in many forms. Uh, you've got it, whether it's recovering from an injury to get back from where you were, having a bad match, uh, people critiquing your art form, or it may have been something that you've had prior to being in the business. We know these things don't just get turned on and off. So what I want to talk about tonight, again, is mental health in wrestling. I hope she can uh, tell us her story and maybe give us a viewpoint on uh, the situation. Thank you very much for being with us, Charlie. Charlie's a long-term wrestler, um, so she knows all about the business. She's been out there slamming people around since, what, 2017, Charlie? Um, more, <laughs> I think more 2018 was when I started. I managed in starting 2017, but I didn't start slamming people until like 2018. That's the good years then. In the <laughs> 2018, when you get to violently hurt people. And the Pop Tarts didn't come till 2020. Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. I want to get into the Pop Tarts later. 
But um, Charlie, how first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm a little beat up. Um, I wrestled Mickey Knuckles last night, and I don't know if you guys can see that or not. Yes. But I definitely uh got color, so my head kind of hurts, but we're good. <laughs> now you've talked before with us about um having mental health issues in real life how does that affect you when you're going out there can you tell us a bit about that so funny because literally i was having like um like a mental moment before uh i even wrestled yesterday um i was talking to my friend isaiah more about this before the show even before the doors were open or anything i was just telling him like how much um life is really hitting me and how much i'm struggling uh mentally right now and dealing with like everyday issues like not wanting to wake up sometimes is like a big issue um one thing that really helps me besides wrestling is that i do have a kitten um here come here baby this is her Oh, and she, she helps me with mental illness a lot. So, <laughs> I I ha I'm a cat man. I have uh, I've got three cats, four cats, and um, I love my black cat, my Willow. Like she's my own kid. I tell you, and uh, she she's always there for me when I need her. She's a good kitty. She really is. But tell me about it. When you walk out into that ring. How do you go from, you know, I'm, I'm maybe worried about tonight. I've got these stresses in my real life. How do you turn that off before you get into the ring? Or is it something that's with you in the ring as well? Something that, you know, you wrestle with while you're wrestling someone else? No, it, it, turn, it turns off when I get in there. Um like right when my music hits and I get into the zone and stuff, you know, like all the pain, everything I'm dealing with just goes away because like when I'm in that ring, I'm in front of those people and I'm doing what I love, like nothing else matters at that moment. Like all the demons that like beat me up inside, like none of those, like they all go away. Um, it's the reality of before and after the matches, you know, not in like, not during the matches. Um, it's just it's struggling i have um attempted suicide in the past um the earliest time was high school um i wasn't really bullied necessarily i was more of just a loner in school and i didn't <laughs> i didn't really have like friends like i had a few here and there but like I was always alone. I'd sit at the lunch tables by myself and like all of this and I don't know, but wrestling has always been an escape from mine. It's always been there for me. It's always helped me. Um, like I was telling Isaiah when I was talking to him before the doors even opened, I was, we were just sitting in the seats and just talking about like what I'm going through and um, how much like I beat myself up you know like how much i'm so nervous to wrestle sometimes because like i don't know what's gonna go what's gonna happen am i gonna be a hundred percent or am i gonna be like like 
50%. You know what I mean? Like I need to be 100% like mm. all the time. And that beats me up inside. Cause like, if I, like you were mentioning, like sometimes people have bad matches or something doesn't go right in a match. You beat yourself up because like you wish that like, you wish that it could have been better, you know? But I'm always mm. told that wrestling is like art, you know, like wrestling is live and you're going to make mistakes. You can't take it back. It's not like during the pandemic when they had all those shows and you could like, you know, if you made a mistake, all you had to do is just start over. So it wasn't like that. Um, when you're out there and you're live, like mistakes happen. And sometimes you have bad matches and sometimes you have really good matches. Like last night I had a really good match, you know, maybe uh, last week, I'm just making an example, like last week, let's say I didn't have a good match, but then I had a good match last night and that makes me feel really good, you know? So I, I like how you said, uh, I, d I just want to make sure I understand this is when you walk through that curtain and you get into that ring, you look at that as your safe zone. Yes. Right. Okay. And then it's, it seems like what you're saying is you own the world when you're in your safe zone. Nothing can, nothing can happen. Nothing can because hurt. you're in control of what's going on at that. Nothing can hurt you. You're in control of what's going on at that time. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to understand here. That's all. Yeah. I mean, no, you're fine. Yeah. I, I guess in the end, we all have to find some way to have a safe zone. You know, otherwise, what, 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 what do you do? You know, there's despair and then there's, you know, what's under that basically and the weird thing is i mean i a lot of people know me on a show you know i i played a color commentator on the show here and um i'm funny or at least i try to be i think i am but um i use i use a lot of humor and things like that to kind of cover up my anxieties towards things and um i suffer from depression as well and uh, the, the irony is you saying, you know, wrestling is, you know, something that you always go to. It's the same thing with me. Um, like, literally, I know for about four hours a month, JD will come around my house and we'll watch a pay-per-view. And for those four hours, I am just blissfully happy. Because, A, I get to spend it with this arsehole. But, you know the hex it's it's more the it's it's the my love of wrestling and it goes along with my love of critiquing wrestling as well um and to get to share that with a friend as well is you know kind of the uh kind of my safe space that i go to yeah you know, well not as not not as grandiose as yours unfortunately <laughs> i don't get to get in a wrestling ring though you know i'm probably well, that, way, that goes way too Logan. old and way too fat to get into one these days well, that goes, Logan, that how many times over the past years that you've been a part of this program? Oh, please, can we do a show tonight? Because that's my escape from reality Yeah, for the hour that we do this or whatever. Yep. We, you know, we get to talk about wrestling and whatever else is on our mind or whatever, kind of, yeah. you know, leave the world behind kind of thing. And uh, I still suffer from it daily. I mean, regardless, I mean, I have a great doctor you know medications but that can only get you so far you you need something to 
you know feel like you're in control of to to, to be safe somewhere and I, I totally get that you know i just i think in just the scale of what you can do with it once you're in that ring not only do you get to be safe out there but you give great entertainment to those people watching so you get to give back as well all i've got is a podcast and jeremy to to whine to and that's pretty much about it but um you know you, you get to give back using your art and you know it, great that you get to turn it off for that time when you're in the ring and i would say it's awesome very much so yeah is it like when you're in the ring and you said you can turn it off does it feel like you become a different persona or like a different person outside of yourself is that how you can turn it off or just because you love to be in the wrestling ring so then everything else stops <laughs> um it's kind of both like like when i'm in the ring and like nothing else matters like i'm a different person like i'm either going to be charlie cruel or like last night i was hardcore charles you know I'm, I'm a different person like that's not me and then afterwards it's like i come back into this reality world you know um with my cat and you know just living my life um but yeah so it's just like i also love wrestling and i just love the ring i love being in there you know to do anything it's just it's like it's a whole escape it's my home you know it's like another home like away from home you know there was yeah. things where in the past you'd hear hulk hogan say that same thing where no matter what was going on in his life that once i got in that ring it was you're in my world no one can touch me and i am in control of he felt like he he would say he felt like he was in control of the whole world you know so mm -hmm. i can't say i get it but because i've never been a i've been in a wrestling ring but i've never been a wrestler but i want to say i sort of i get it i mean i've been in different situations where oh if i can only be doing this i'm in my own world for a little while you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i'm kind of in control of it yeah but yeah did anyone see um Bray Wyatt's comeback on SmackDown last night. I did not. So I it, did not. You're the yeah, only one there, King. Yeah, I'm full of the wisdom today, tell you. So um, it's funny because he came out to the ring and we expected an introduction to his new character, but instead he came down as Bray Wyatt and basically said, listen, um, you know, I lost my career. I lost a couple of good friends of mine. I've had a really rough patch these last this last year, um, but it wasn't until I met my fans and my fans went, you know, you you really showed me, you know, not to give up, and you gave me all this entertainment and so on and so forth. And he's like, that was therapeutic for him. So he thanked the fans for being back, and then they kind of turned it into an intro to his new character. But um, the interesting part was it was very much said from the heart. Uh, you know, you could honestly tell that he was being sincere about what he was saying to the fans before they kind of cut it to the promo and everything. So, it, you know, it's like I said before at the beginning, people don't realize that, you know, regular, not only do regular people suffer from um, some form of mental illness, but, you know, there are there are these wrestlers there are these heroes out there that go through the same struggles and i don't think it's talked enough especially 
in the wrestling business where it's more male dominated you know that's kind of a a, a male thing of you know you just kind of got to tough it out you just kind of got to get on with it so it's nice to hear that the the guys are coming forward as well and saying you know i have these problems this is i'm trying to deal with it so on and so forth but to be more open about it i think is where you know you can really begin to i'm not going to say cure it because you know it doesn't really work that way but you know address it more so it is known more and more people can get the help that they need and uh not stigmatize it like it is normally very much so yeah see all these great pearls of wisdom tonight i'm just throwing out so it's crazy i think well, awareness I is key like unless people are aware that's going on because if you're not someone who suffers from that like you can't understand it like even like you just you don't you don't know you know it's like being a parent and not being a parent like you don't know because you're not experiencing it so you can try to explain it but at the same time it's really hard to put yourself in that position so talking about it more does help bring awareness and help people understand who don't who don't have um who don't struggle with that or have experiences with that yeah right. i mean my 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 wife suffers from agoraphobia um i don't know if you know what that means it's um the fear of lots of people like she does not like being in crowds of people especially if it's like sitting down that she can't get away from or anything like that but she works as a dental hygienist and for her it's the perfect job because she has her own little room she sees one person at a time she's in control of the whole situation so for her it's perfect but you know i always laughed about it years ago and i was like you know you're being stupid you know why don't you want to go to this party why don't you want to do that you know why don't you want to go out with our friends and and it was me just being uneducated about what she suffered from basically and uh, you know again the the whole male palaver of just tough it out and get over and done with it was how you viewed it you know mental illnesses were not for guys you know you had one mental illness if you're a guy and that basically meant you're a serial killer or something that you know everyone else should just tough it out and it, i didn't realize until i suffered from my own forms of uh, you know anxiety and, and and depression that yeah you you can't you can't explain it to someone you can't just be like oh, this is what it feels like because it doesn't work like that and you get people saying like oh charlie why do you have a problem getting out of bed in the morning it's such a great day you have so much to live for and all you can think is please die just you, you don't know nothing you don't know why i can't get out of the bed you don't know what my issues are but instead you you know you want to sit here and just tell me that because this works for you it works for everyone and that's not how mental issues work like that and it's it's a shame that even with me now like i said it's a shame that i wasn't more educated earlier on so i could be there more for my wife um you know than than what i was and you feel a slight shame in it you know because i was always just yeah you deal with it you'll be fine deal with it you know i did that to her not knowing that you know i was basically 
doing the opposite of what I should have been doing. So, you know, it's it, it sucks looking back on it now. So, you know, raising awareness for it is a big thing with me these days. I want people to know that it's not just, you know, your average Joe that suffers from this. It's people from all walks of life. You know, let, let me ask you this. Have you ever... Have you ever been in a situation where you've been like, you know, I'm in the ring, maybe I get hurt, or, you know, what am I going to do then? Is that my wrestling career over? You know, what are you going to kind of do? it? Do you have those thoughts as well? I mean, is that something that, that, that you think about, or is it something that you just kind of sweep to the side and be like, you know, I'm, I'm here to do what I love, end of story? Um, I mean, thoughts like that always go through the minds of like any in-ring performer. Um, because accidents happen. Uh, I've been concussed before. You know, injuries happen. Um, I don't ever go out there thinking like, oh, what if this happens? Because if I think with the what ifs, I'm not gonna like, I'm gonna be too scared to do something. You know, and just instead of just doing it, you know, like I know how to do. Um. So it's more of like living in the now. I'm here now doing it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm smoking here. No, no, you're good. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Don't ever smoke. It's a horrible thing. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Jenny. Don't do it. I don't. Good that guess. we know of. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, I just. Well, what, what you don't see is the cigar that she's holding down by the, by the side of the chair. Yep. <laughs> it, was, it was Gold Dust's girl. Marlena Terry. Marlena, Marlena. Terry, yeah. You yeah. always smoke a cigar. This thing ever, <laughs> I tell you. Don't know if it was for the whole oral fixation crowd, but yeah, I just I thought it was so weird. <laughs> She's got this gigantic stogie in her mouth, and you're like, what? Hey, 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 Logan, I'm going to come up with a list of words for you to say in your English accent. That's for another show. Okay. No, we're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> my wife makes not to me get do off this all the all the time you know say this word for the for my friend on the phone why just say it there's nothing wrong with saying helicopter it's a helicopter helicopter, helicopter see <laughs> or mosquito what's wrong with that mosquito, mosquito. <laughs> uh, that's all my kids do it to me all the time Right in public, and they're like, "Yeah, this is my dad. Dad, say mosquito." What? Just, just do it. Just do it, mosquito. Let, let me tell you something. I've known the Englishman here, Logan, for twenty years, twenty yeah. plus years now. We were college buddies, and the first time I met him, I went out to light up a smoke, and he's sitting out here, and I ask him for a light because, of course, I don't have a lighter. And me and him start having a conversation and I forget what it was about, but he starts talking to me. I'm just sitting there shaking my head like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He gets done. And eventually I go, and it was like, like, like six, seven seconds of pause there. And I went, all right, bro, I got I got to tell you, I didn't understand a word you said. Just write me a note next time. He did. <laughs> because his his accent was a heck of a lot thicker uh 20 years ago than it is now okay we have but, to adapt it for the american market you know yeah funny stories about logan 
No. Yes, yeah, funny, funny. There are too many. Now, I mean, there's something I got to ask you, Charlie, and I think I brought this up at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Why Pop Tarts? So, um, in 2020, I was, this was literally right after I got like concussed and my gear had to be like cut off of me. So like that was the only gear I had. So I, I literally had okay. a hot topic to find uh, gear to go with until I got new ones. And so I was in a show in Tennessee uh, is this crazy tag match that had me. I know the gymnasty boys were in a dream girl, Ellie, uh, her tagging partner, Blanco. And then my tagging partners. So it was like an eight person tag match. It was like crazy, but like, it was fun. But I remember like randomly saying like stuff like, cause my character is like, she's like a child. She's a kid. Um, she thinks she is at least. And she just, I randomly yell, like, I like Pop-Tarts, you know, I love Pop-Tarts. And like the audience just started cheering, uh, she liked Pop-Tarts and Pop-Tarts and like just doing all that. So I was like, it kind of clicked. It was like, maybe I should go with this. And it just started working. Like I started bringing Pop-Tarts to the ring and starting matches off with them. Like, okay. you know, offering it, uh, giving it to fans. Kids love it, you know. So, yeah. The, the, the only reason I ask is because I see your character now, how it's evolved. And I don't know if you remember that probably back in 2019, you were actually on this program for a quick minute before. Um, I don't know if you remember that at all, but you I were, kinda do, you yeah. were talking about your, your mentor. Uh, and, and, uh, I apologize if I get this name wrong. Hiro Matsuko Matsudi. I don't remember the name of it, but you were wearing this like zombie mask or something. I could Matsuku. be totally wrong. Matsuku. That's it. Yes. Yes. And yes. that's the Charlie I remember. Hey, hey, guys, if you want to look up, look at look up some of her stuff from all those years ago. And it's a completely different Charlie than you see now yeah. coming out to the ring. Okay. Because I remember when I started seeing you this, I was like, wait a minute. She's the fun-loving, happy person. Give me Pop-Tarts walking out with boxes of Pop-Tarts, throwing them out to the crowd. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, she used to walk out with like a bloody zombie mask talking about Hiro Matsuki. Masuku. Masuku. Okay. Saying how you're going to be in my corner and this person, I'm going to draw the power, like the power of grayscale, and I am just going to destroy you. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a complete 180 so from I the last Masuku's, time I saw you. Uh, I got Masuku's name from it's a Japanese word mask. Um, it's pronounced Masuka, but okay. uh, in Japanese, it means mask. So okay. I just, I was very creative with it. And I just like Masuku. I didn't want to have okay. people already butcher the name enough. So like, I didn't want to call him Masuka because I thought that was just going to be very massacre. massacre or something like that. So yeah, like yeah. Masuku. Um, I don't have Masuku anymore. Of course, I don't. I like starting 2021. 
early 2021, I gave up Masuku, basically. Um, I don't know where he's at anymore. <laughs> um, I do know I had a dog. Me and my ex-boyfriend um, had a dog together. His name was Coda. Um, he took him from my gear bag and destroyed him. So, Oh, no. That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's like I had to, I had to like gorilla glue like his like all back together, and yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> See, and then what's gonna happen is like next year you're gonna go to the ring to do some practicing, and the mask is just gonna be sitting in the corner, just no explanation. He's just gonna be sitting there, and it's time to bring the character back. Yeah. That you know what that that could happen. That could definitely happen one day. You know, just if like all of a sudden Masuku comes back into Charlie's life and turns her back into being this monster or whatever you wanted to call her. Like I I went by a few names. I started off being called the Beautiful Nightmare. That was before Masuku. Um, when I started Masuku, I called myself the Maniac Serial Killer. Cause I was really, I'm still really into serial killers for some reason. Um, I like learning about them and stuff. So I just like kind of put that into my character. Um, then took the serial killer name off because people were like, why are you calling yourself a serial killer? You're not really going to murder anybody. And I was like, okay, that's true. So I just started calling myself the maniac. Um, and of course now uh, I don't go by that anymore. I go by the little firecracker or, you know, the cutest, most ditziest little firecracker in professional wrestling is uh, basically the moniker. What people say before, uh, during the ring announcing and stuff. You know, for a quick minute, when I was bringing up that the the Masuki name, I, I know I just said it wrong <laughs> again. Um, I, I Right after I brought that up and you were looking at me like, huh? And I was just like, oh no, I just ruined your kayfabe. But... <laughs> No, you're no, he does it to me yeah. all yeah. the time. I do. He ruins my kayfabe experience. Like, oh, this I is great, Jenny. You got to hear this too. This is great. I can't ever watch anything now where they go through the announcers' table because, <laughs> like, we're watching something and somebody went through the announcers' table, and I was like, oh. And then he leans in and goes, "You ever think about it when the table gets destroyed?" the announcers and commentators mics and everything still work and i'm like son of a bitch why yeah that's true too that i mean it does work still I mean, well, that's what, what's, well, what, what's, what's the other one about the cameras logan i brought up to you and you were like yeah i just ruined your childhood yeah it's like yeah if he goes you know you know how to know if they're really hurt no the camera won't show them yeah whatever Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh Hated him for that. Just destroys my kayfabe, I tell you. Destroys yeah. it. So, so Charlie, with, with getting into your wrestling career, where, where, where have you wrestled all over the country, or are you just in some, like, one part of the country at all? So have you been all over, or international? or? I try to be all over. Um Obviously, I get booked more in Indiana because I'm from here. So right. it's just easier to get bookings in my area. Um, but I've been to New Jersey, Pennsylvania before. Of course, you know that. Um, Ohio, Kentucky, uh, Wisconsin, um, 
all of this. Like I've just, I've been to a lot of places. Uh, I, there's still some States out there. I want to get, like, I want to go to California. I want to wrestle in Florida. I haven't got to. And like, I, I want to make that my goal for next year to like knock out those two States at least. Um, but yeah, but like, yeah, I have a lot of gold and two of them is wrestling in California and Florida because I would love to like, I'm really into, um, oceans like ocean animals and just the ocean is so beautiful like it's so big that like 98 percent of the ocean has not been discovered that's how big the ocean is and it's right. it's like incredible to me you know like it's just it's crazy like when i was back there when i was last time i was in new jersey well the time before last year i was going through a breakup and <laughs> I rode, I had to ride with my ex to the show <laughs> oh, no. right after the breakup. Uh, it was him and his two friends and myself. And I sat <laughs> the entire 14 hours in that car, not saying a word. <laughs> wow. But, but you may know him, uh, Akira. It was my, was the boyfriend I had at the time. Um, well, ex-boyfriend. Um, but anyways, I was dealing with that. So I went to the beach and it was calming. Like the, just this here, the ocean, it's just, it's relaxing to me. So I just literally, I didn't have a swimsuit. I didn't care. I literally was, had my clothes on and I went and I took a dip in the ocean. I love it. You know, it's just beautiful. So Florida and California has those. So I definitely want to go there. You know, you should try um, getting into the state of Nevada to wrestle. That'd be cool. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys have got you guys have got the seas of desert sand. Yeah, so it's an um, ocean of sand. Yeah, any water. Um, You're having a water shortage. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. J j how do you have a water shortage? Okay, hold on, hold on there, Charlie. How do you have a water shortage, Jenny, when like a month ago you were having floods, but the casinos were flooding and it was like drenching people playing the slots. Now you have a water because shortage. You live on Lake, Lake Mead. It's from like 20 years ago and oh, now. Oh, yeah, it's Lake Mead. Not okay. even. Yeah. That's like our main water supply source. Well, the, the messed up thing is, is Lake Mead, as I've seen on the news, is getting so like the, the, the low that all of these like boats that sank over the last 30 years are coming. You could see they're finding, um, bodies now Body. in Lake Mead. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. It's like, it's like a big thing. Yeah. I'm waiting for the pirate shit to come up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, the reason I said Nevada and Jenny's probably going to slap me for this is Jenny Santana is actually GM of the ultimate women's of wrestling organization there in Las Vegas. So heard oh, you it. have, Oh, fancy. Look at that. Look, you're international now uh, or you're whole national, not international. What am I talking about? But you're national. There you meanwhile, go. they have a show coming up December 9th, <laughs> the Mirage is, house yeah. of blues. <laughs> Keep on, mm -hmm. keep on popping it. <laughs> so, um, for those of you that listen to the show and they're fans of ours, we, we do like to make 
you know, joke around a lot and have fun, but the events that we're discussing tonight is no laughing matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we can do to bring awareness to it and just to make light of it is, hey, that's that's why we're here. Isn't that right, Logue? Yes, indeed. And uh, we're going to have a couple of links uh, at the Ring the Bell radio page, and we're from up on our Facebook as well. Uh, if you need help, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, there's always somebody at one of these phone numbers and links that we're going to give you someone to talk to. Don't be afraid to, you know, get out there and, 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 and seek the help you need. There's no shame in it. And, um, we wish you all the best. Charlie, Charlie, thanks so much for being on tonight again. I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, if wrestling, like when I retire from wrestling or quit or whatever, or something happens, I would like to become a therapist for teens and kids and even adults, you know, just somebody to be there for people to talk to. You could listen to us on ringthebellradio.com. Listen to all of our shows there. Or you can listen to us on Spotify or on your favorite podcasting platform. If you have any emails to send us, specifically hate mail, address it to Logan, ringthebellradio at gmail.com. Yes. Charlie, believe it or not, we do get a lot of hate mail. Wow. <laughs> some of it's we'll t- nuts, but yeah, we get some, some of it. it's nuts. We'll tell you that off the air. Um, you can follow us on the Twitter, the Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and all that happy stuff. You know, pretty much any social media platform you can get to. And now listen so, to us on Apple on 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 what? Amazon, Amazon Music. Oh yeah, we we have yeah. been invited to put our podcast on Amazon music and audible. So we are available there now. You know, those are the two brand new podcast platforms that we are on now. So yay. And all that happy stuff. Mm-hmm. So for Jenny Santana, all the way over there in Las Vegas. Well, they can't see you waving. They have to say bye. Bye everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yes. For King Logan over there, and thank you again to Charlie Cruel. She was just great to have on. I'm JD, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.